Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show. And before we get to this next video, I just wanted to tell you that if you are looking for a way to make some money to get, get yourself into the green, get out of the red, hook up with me. It, it's fairly, very, very simple. Just go to attaboy.com, A-T-A-B-O-Y.com, and I will show you how to make some money with a low investment. And it's something I'm doing myself. It's not something I'm just hawking. So do it today. Hyperfund is the is the place. And uh, again, attaboy.com. Uh, you can watch a little video that I've put together for you. You can watch some other videos there, and you can learn for yourself how to get yourself some cash. So let's do it, okay? All right, here's the video you actually came to see. It is Aftershocks right here on Aftershocks TV. And joining us today to talk about the new release, Relentless, from the, the band project, uh, whatever we're going to call it here, Sweet Oblivion. Featuring Jeff Tate, it is the vocalist of Sweet Oblivion, and uh, you guys obviously know him from Queensrÿche and Operation Mindcrime and Solo and whatever. He's uh, he's a legend in in everybody's mind in the world of rock and metal. He is Jeff Tate. Jeff, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Chris. Good talking with you, man. Yeah, man. It's it's great to chat with you once again, man. And it's great to chat with you about Relentless. What a what a fine, fun record, man. It's um. You know, it, it's great to see, you know, you've never quit, obviously. You know, you've been going however many years. And um, and you're still producing music consistently and at a high level, man. It's something most of your contemporaries cannot say. Uh, it's funny uh, listening to you uh, introduce it. Uh, you're kind of trying to figure out what to call it. <laughs> and isn't that just the truth nowadays? because uh, things have changed so much that it's, uh, yeah, what do you call it, you know? Mm -hmm. I guess it's still called an album because it's a collection of songs, isn't it? it yep. It, it is. You know, it, it's weird because, and some artists, some artists will call me on it, and if I call it an album, they'll say, no, no, it's not an album, it's a release. But now vinyl's back, so you don't know what to call things these days. Um, I, I'm curious for you. At, what is Sweet Oblivion, though, for you? Is this your main project now, or is this a side project? And, you know, where does Operation Mindcrime stand at this point? And Jeff Tate Solo? There's a lot of pieces to your career that we're, we're all trying to figure out. Um, well, it is a, it's a project. Sweet Oblivion is a project that uh, was put together by Frontier Records. <laughs> Uh, Italian record label that I've worked with off and on for a number of years. Sure. And um, I told them um, many years ago uh, when uh, I was finished working with Queensryche that I had worked with the same people for so many years, you know, 30 years with the same group of people. It'd be really nice to work with other people in different situations. And if they knew of anybody or heard of any situations that uh, came up, you know, please think of me and uh, uh, point me in that direction. And uh, they came up with this Sweet Oblivion project. Uh, and, and what it is, it's kind of an open-ended project working with uh, different producers and different writers. And uh, the commonality is uh, me. I'm the, sure. the, the, uh, the constant in the project. Okay. 
is our second release uh, under Sweet Oblivion, and uh, it was a wonderful project to work with, work on. And I worked primarily with uh, a producer, writer, guitar player uh, named Aldo Lenoble, who was uh, a pleasure to work with, and we got along very well and made some uh, real cool music. I'm very happy with this release. Sure. And, and Jeff, working with Aldo, you know, that that is the one probably major change in your career, not just with Aldo, but, you know, with the previous Sweet Oblivion record as well, is, you know, you you for pretty much all of the Queensryche material is yours, you know, or, or at least you were the primary creative force behind it. Seems like with with, um, with Relentless, a lot of this material was was written and obviously produced by Aldo. Did, were you comfortable with him taking on a larger share of the writing and maybe you giving up some of that creativity and kind of putting lending your voice to somebody else's vision? Uh, well, I never really felt working with Aldo that I was giving up anything. Really. Okay. It was a, a real, it was a real uh, give and take kind of working relationship. Uh, he, he like me, is very open minded when it comes to music and, and what you can, can and can't do with it. And um, we both share, share kind of a similar philosophy of uh, no limits, you know, with uh, the creative process. Okay. So we got along very well uh, with uh, with with working on the project and it was really cool working back and forth uh being in different places in the world uh he was in italy i was in ireland working on the project and uh now of course with you know the 21st century technology the world is your studio really so we uh recorded it and mixed it and uh conceived it all you know in the internet you know a world of uh recording so it uh it was really a Again, I just can't say enough uh, good things about the the working relationship. It was uh, a wonderful project to be part of. Sure. Now, now, Jeff, the, a lot of the press and certainly even your own pu publicist is is putting the Queensrÿche classic Queensrÿche stamp all over it. And certainly, there are elements that kind of remind of Queensrÿche, which obviously, with you singing, that's always going to be the case. But you know, I, I don't necessarily think that this is a Queensryche clone. It really feels much more, I'm going to say European for lack of a better term. You know, it, it has more of a European rock metal element to it. And while, yeah, songs like Strong Pressure, as an example, do have kind of a Queensryche feel to them, a lot of the material does not. I'm curious for you is, are, are you happy happier to not mimic your your past and continually grow as, as you seem to be doing with this project um yeah i think that you know it's inevitable that uh there's going to be queen's right comparisons uh sure. simply like you said because i'm on it <laughs> right know, if, if uh if, if i'm involved with any sort of writing or you know uh it, it's going to have my my sort of uh, sound, I guess you'd say, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, it's uh, it just comes out that way, you know. Sure. And uh, I think people just hear that anyway. When once they hear my voice, they start making Queensrÿche comparisons. But also, I think it's just uh, you know, Aldo was, you know, he was influenced by Queensrÿche, you know, uh, growing up and uh, you know, uh, 
different, you know, writers and bands and artists. Um, so I guess uh, the comparison is just will, will happen, and I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, sure. I don't think it is a is a negative at all. You know, it kind of just is what it is. Sure. Do you do you try? And, and this is a weird question for a creative guy, but do you try to keep the elements of your past work in the music or away from the music, or do you not even look at it that way? No, I have. I really have no uh, perspective on that. <laughs> Honestly, okay. you know, as a writer, you hear things. You know, in your head, you hear you hear chords, you hear melodies your song structure and you know you go with what you like you know you go with what it is you uh you dream up and and we i guess we all dream from a certain well of uh inspiration you know sure definitely uh now, now jeff um I, i'm assuming this was recorded during the last year during the pandemic is that correct yeah i uh I pretty much finished everything. Uh, when was it? September, I guess it was. Okay. So, so for you was I? You know, I, I know it's the 2021, and certainly, you know, using the internet and whatnot is the way of the world. But was it comfortable in, in the sense that you kind of didn't have the option this time? You really didn't have the option to go to wherever Aldo was or bring Aldo to you to work together, you know, face to face and collaborate. Was, was that a comfortable, um, comfortable creative process for you to do it almost, I'm assuming entirely, you know, sending an MP3 back and forth to each other until you found the right mix. Uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, I, you know, you got to remember that working in one place face to face, is a way of working that was dreamed up, you know, uh, decades ago by people that didn't have an option. Right. right. So now we have, of course, the option to uh, work in different studios and different places. And uh, I, I prefer it myself. I prefer being in my own particular studio where I know where everything is and how to operate all my gear. And, you know, um, I've got it tuned the way I want it to sound. And um, rather than, you know, upending my entire life and, and going to some uh, alien place, you know, right. <laughs> trying to adapt to their situation. Yeah, no, no, thank you. You know, it's so easy and, and more uh, productive to, you know, file share back and forth. And, and um, yeah, it's a, we don't actually use MP3s anymore. That's kind of uh, dated. Now, okay. Chris. What what is today's technology? Is is what 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 do you use I'm, today? I'm so I'm so all, I'm so all about the future and and what what things are going through now. Like you know, uh, Frontiers used to have this uh, silly silly clause in their contract that you could only use acoustic drums on your recording. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know that's that's such a, a dated philosophy because I mean, who you know, acoustic drums are these very primitive instruments that were developed, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. <laughs> right. And so the, what, they want to expect a musician in the 21st century to use these ancient instruments. That's so like asking a guitar player to play on a, you know, a box of wood with cat cut strings only, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
funny. So what is the what is the um the format that gets used today? Is it AUG or is it um waves or what or what it's a wave file. Wave files? Yeah. Okay. It's a wave file, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now you got me all into production here. So do you do you send all the tracks back and forth to each other or just or does he send you kind of a mix of the music and then you just hear it completed or how does that work? Uh, they, well, it depends on what you're working on. You know, a, a lot of uh, songs start with a, a basic, you know, sort of uh, format, you know, with a, maybe you'll have a, maybe you'll have two sections of the song and you don't really have a, a, a title for those sections yet because they haven't been determined. That hasn't been determined, you know? Sure. So, but just for the sake of conversation, we'll say, you know, Aldo sends me a, an intro, a verse, and a bridge section, and that's what we're going to call it for ease of conversation. And I like, oh, I like the, uh, I like the the bridge section, and so I write something to that, and I send it back to him, uh, just the bridge section. But I've extended that bridge section now, you know, three times over, and I've added a chord change in it, so now it's everything's changed right mm -hmm. and he he likes some of that he changes it again and sends me back with his modifications on it oh and i like what he's done on that and that sparks an idea to take it a little further so we just keep expanding on the idea just like you would do if you were face to face right you know? mm -hmm. definitely until you get until you get something you like and then you uh then again you uh you lock that arrangement down and then you start finalizing you know what you're going to do with it you know Sure. So, so does it take longer? Most in things, most things are, most, most things in my, in my world have been written with, uh, either piano, uh, instrumentation or acoustic guitar usually, you know, and sure. then you, once you rough out your sections and you go, oh, okay, this is the bridge section and this is the vocal part, the vocal melody that goes over this bridge section. Uh, then you go, oh, you know, this bridge section, it really needs to have electric guitar on the, on the fourth measure so let's do that you know so you, you just start building out the track from there sure and, and does it take longer to to come up with a finished track because there is so much back and forth going on or and, and you know and the reason i ask that is because i know how artists are you guys are never satisfied ever with what you've done which makes me think every time you send it back and forth <laughs> you find something else that you don't like uh, I'm pretty, de I'm pretty decisive about what I like and what I don't. Okay. Um, so that's no, not a problem for me. And you, you got to remember, it's like, uh, the only thing that takes long, a longer time is when you're working internationally, you have to wait for people to wake up, Right. you know, because <laughs> you're in a different time zone, but you know, pretty much if you're, if you're working at the same time in the same time it's uh it's pretty instantaneous it's back and forth you know within you know half hour you know okay excellent now now jeff um in, in addition in addition to sweet oblivion you're you're obviously um in the late summer into the fall um you're going to be doing um the 30th anniversary of of empire tour um Talk a little bit about that. And again, that's if the world decides to open up, but if it does talk a little bit about um, not only about that tour, but uh, the release itself and that time in your musical history. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, we were, 
uh, very deep into the uh, 30 year anniversary of Empire tour when the COVID kicked in and and uh, we had to stop touring. We were watching the the city lights go out in our rearview mirror, you know, right. <laughs> as uh, city after city shut down behind us, you know, back in March of last year. Right. So uh, it, it was really unfortunate that the world has had to go through this, but uh, I mean, everybody's been dealing with it, you know, in every aspect of life, of course. Uh, but I think um, now that the, uh, all the dates have been pushed forward and pushed forward a couple times, we're beginning um, in July and August in, in Europe and the UK. Uh, looks, that looks very promising right now. And, uh, and then we'll be hitting uh, America in the fall. And all those dates are up online now and, and being advertised. So I think the world is going to go back to, you know, some version of normal here over the next few months. And, uh, you know, the more people are vaccinated, the more uh, open things will be. And, uh, you know, I think probably all the big gigantic festivals that we all love to attend, those will probably all be postponed till next summer, I believe. Sure. Because uh, I think most countries are going for the philosophy of starting small and working up to that, you know. Sure. But uh, I'm very excited about it, and uh, I'm excited to get back on the road again and continue our our uh, celebration of uh, the Empire album in 30 years, 31 years now. Right. Of <laughs> <laughs> being released. Yeah, I love the album, and uh, I was having such a great time touring on it before the COVID uh, shut everything down, and uh, I'm looking forward to starting right back up with it again. No question. Well, Jeff, I'm going to take you back 30 of those 31 years to what I have told everybody forever since 1991 was the best show I ever saw in my life. That would be the day on the green show in, in Oakland with um, obviously you guys and Metallica and Soundgarden and um, faith no more. Uh, do you have any, I, I can't believe I've never asked you this, but do you have any specific memories about that show? Was it a special show for you guys? Cause I know as a fan, it, it, like I said, it's the best show I've ever seen. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that, Chris, because uh, I just uh, did an interview with someone uh, last week who mentioned that same show. Okay. And uh, it was a, a wonderful gig. It was, uh, you know, Big Day of the Green is a you know big festival in the Bay Area. And uh, I do remember it was a good vibe there. All the bands got along real well in the backstage area. was, you know, just, uh, it was just a real, like, uh, familiar vibe. Because pretty much everybody knew each other, you know. Sure. Uh, we had toured with Metallica and Soundgarden had toured with us before. And uh, uh, I can't remember exactly who else was there. Faith the No only More. Band we, didn't, we didn't know was Faith No More, which I was a huge fan of that band's music sure. and uh it was great to meet them finally but uh the, the thing that, the funny thing i remember is we we after our set we left mm -hmm. the gig uh, i think we had to get to another show so uh, i remember the sun was going down it was a beautiful warm day just like the perfect festival day right and i remember being in the in the back of the car we all had the windows rolled down and we were listening to metallica uh play as we left and it was just that I, I, I remember looking around and everybody in the band was smiling and everybody had a good time and we had a good show. And it was, 
just a great way to end, you know, the summer. Right. Playing that festival. Yeah. Well, definitely what, like, like I said, it's of, I've seen probably five, 600 shows and, and that is number one on my list. It was just, and, and, and you know, obviously it was a perfect weather, perfect day, 40,000 people going crazy in an, in the outfield there at Oakland stadium. It was, you know, it was, it was such a memorable thing. Now, um, now Jeff, last question here before I let you go. Um, you know, obviously you've been doing this now, what, 40, 40 years. Is that right? For since the myth days. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's obviously been to that point where the, where the R word sneaks up, where people start thinking about retiring and whatnot. And, you know, you have been one of the most consistent performers and touring performers pretty much ever of anybody that's had that long of a career. Do you ever consider, you know, maybe hanging up the music and moving to a vineyard somewhere and just making the Insania wine or, or do you still have as much passion today as you, you always have toward music to where you don't see any point where you'll stop? I can't imagine stopping, Chris. I really can't. I uh, I love traveling and I love performing, so I I got the perfect gig. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I can't think of anything else I'd rather do than than play music. So uh, I guess as long as I'm still healthy and uh, you know can still uh, sing hard, uh, uh, I'll continue to do it. You know. No question. Well, people, people should definitely believe you that you can still deliver. And if they need any proof, they can simply look to the new release relentless. It is the band, the project sweet oblivion. It's out April 9th. Is that correct, Jeff? I think so. Yeah. April okay. 9th. So it'll be out April 9th on frontiers and on all your streaming platforms and everywhere else. And so Jeff, where should people go online to keep up with you and get tour dates and all that good stuff? Well, they can Google me. That's the best way. Okay. And, uh, I'm, you know, of course I'm on Facebook, uh, Jeff Tate.com, Jeff Tate, OMC, I think it's on Instagram. Yeah. I'm on all the, the different social media platforms. So it's, uh, it's Jeff with a G. <laughs> right. Awesome. All right, Jeff. Well, um, once again, the release is called sweet oblivion. The album itself is called relentless. It's out April 9th. And Jeff, thanks so much for joining us here on aftershocks. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yep. Good talking to you, man. Take care. Okay, Jeff. Take care, bud. Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com. For all comments and questions, please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com. All right, everybody, another great interview right here on Aftershocks TV. And before we go, just want to remind you one more time, make sure you get over and subscribe to the CMS Podcast Network, cmspn.com. You can watch, you can listen, you can subscribe, 
to everything that we do, not only us, but uh, the classic metal shows, Shockwave Skull Sessions, uh, Talk To Me. It's all there. One site. Get four great shows. Never have to do anything again, but be entertained. So check it out. Uh, CMSPN.com. 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 Until next time, folks.